There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome, everybody, to Dark to Light. I'm Jim Price. Uh, Josh Reed is not here with me today. He is out. Uh, he had some things he had to take care of, so you guys got me all by myself today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to WYSL. Guys, we do have that great news coming out of the Bills camp that says that we're seeing the recovery of an individual that just a few days ago uh, fell and had to be resuscitated on the field. And so I know that there's a lot of opinions about what's going on. Me and Josh have talked about this a lot. And to me, you know, this is this is great news. But then again, we're not getting the background information. We're not getting things behind this to find out what's really going on. So we have to have this hesitancy in our our voice about what is going to be the full recover? What's it going to look like long term? And maybe, maybe just maybe, he just happened to have some some rare heart condition. I, you know, guys, the sad part of it is, is this media silence, this blackout, creates more questions than it gives us answers. And it's not where they're coming in and giving us good educated, like here's where we came from, here's his his pre, uh, previous physicals and things of that nature. So it causes us to pause, right? And I understand there's a lot of Bills fans out there in, in WYSL land. I understand you guys are really in love with the team, and you guys have really been those faithful, faithful patrons to them uh, throughout the years. And I, I, I'm a Chiefs fan, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I was a Chiefs fan back when Monty Schartenheimer was out there back in the 80s where we could only get to the playoffs and lose every single year after year. And uh, I wore that hat and finally we got Mahomes in there and we've, we've, so we've turned that, that ship around and we're doing a great job now. But guys, I appreciate your guys' fandom. You guys are out there doing what you got to do and be supporting your team. And yes, this is great news. But again, we still have to ask the question, why did this happen? And why do I have all these unanswered questions? That's that next level stuff that we always talk about. We have to say, what's really going on behind this? Why did you hide this? It's kind of like this whole... Uh, you know, McCarthy thing going on where he said last night they adjourned late last night at a vote of 216 to 214 to adjourn until Thursday today at noon. I mean, well, we at Thursday. Yeah, we're at Thursday. Yeah, I, I mean, the week is just zooming by here. Uh, we're going to they're going to go back in and they're going to try to do this McCarthy vote again. And the thing is, is I, I have hesitancy with McCarthy because he actually is one that said that Trump was doing some insurrection stuff on this whole January thing, 6th thing. He's, he's, a, he's the orchestrator of it. Well, why was he saying that? What, why was it okay for him to do that? Then, then we see this uh, Ukrainian handkerchief he's got in his front lapel pocket in his suit coat. And, I, I, and again, it causes me pause to go, why are you running around with the Ukrainian flag in your suit pocket when you are a United States representative and you're on the floor of the House and you're wanting to be the Speaker of the House and you got another flag in your pocket? Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, guys, I, that really causes me pause with McCarthy. But so as things are going on, there's an, uh, an article out that uh, Reuters have put out. Uh, there was a quote, though, and I wanted to get this quote where we were talking about the, the people that were talking and saying, hey, listen, we're, we're tired of this. We're getting calls. We're getting phone. We're getting emails. We're getting messages from our constituents. We don't want McCarthy. And people are literally saying this out loud to the representatives. We don't want McCarthy. 
And the sad part of it is we see Jim Jordan as being the amazing leader that he really is. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, I think, is that, that we, we don't always put leaders in the right places, right? We're not always putting the, the guy who's the best leader out there in front of everything because we're putting the guy who's, it's his turn. Well, it's his turn. Just like, you know, the potato in chief we have right now. Well, it was his turn, right? It was, it was the next guy who bubbled up the top. He was scoring, uh, what, 3% in his own party going into the primary. And, and uh, suddenly all these other people just start dropping out that have 20 and 30% of the, proper, uh, the party's uh, vote and all these things. And, and then, boom, he goes and runs against Trump, and he's living it out of his basement, uh, doing six-foot circles and nobody's showing up. Let me, let me ask you a quick question on that thought. And I know we were talking about the whole idea of leadership and those kind of things, and this guy being his turn. That's where we were going with that. But do we really know for a fact that there is as many liberals or um, left-leaning-minded people, is there really as many as they say there is? So if, if we have doubt in our elections and we say, well, you know, we, we see that there's some tainting, we see there's things that we don't really believe in that our, you know, our votes are being counted in the right way. We see manipulations. We're seeing these spikes in the middle of the night. Let me ask you a question. If they, we know they're packing the voter rolls, we know that they're doing these things. And I, I've had Dr. Um, oh, man, I just suddenly forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. And it just went out of my brain. Uh, he's the guy who's working with Mike Lindell, uh, and he's the physicist who's done all the, the research and all that. And I cannot believe I forgot his name. Anyway, he, he shows these spikes in these, in these how they use the voter rolls. Do we actually really see the marches, the campaigning, the real physical movement of the uh, same kind of effect that Trump has on the left? Are we being told that there's millions and hundreds of millions of these lefties out there you know, saying, oh, we want Biden, we want Biden? Or, or are we being fed a line? No different than we're being fed a line about the COVID stuff, about the vaccine stuff, about the, the, the debt and the Ukraine war and all these other things. How can we go ahead and, and take their word for it that there's actually as many lefties out there or left-leaning people voting? I mean, do we really know what that number is? Do we, do we know that they're being honest? Can we actually even trust them in any way whatsoever? I mean, think about this. We are in a situation where we're seeing the lies of our government right in front of our face. But we're going to go ahead and believe them on this one, that they do have this many people out there wildly voting for a guy who never left his basement or had people doing rallies in six-foot circles. I mean, think about it. When you saw Biden going to something or you saw Kamala Harris going to events, there was only dozens of people there. I have been to, was it four Trump rallies as media uh, I sat in the media pool where he goes, hey, those guys are up there. And I'm like, hey, hey, not me. No, no, no. Those guys over there, the CNN guy who's on his phone and not paying attention. Those are the creeps. Uh, those things are packed out. I mean, they are, uh, they are buying food, buying merchandise. The parking lot's full. People are enjoying it. They're having a great time. The music's going. People are there 12, 15, 20, 24 hours in advance to be the first in line to get up front. And when I'm using the comparisons here, I, I want you to say, look, listen, are we really up against what we're up against here? Like, is there really many out there? Or is this similar to how Germany was flipped and moved into the World War II that we know that existed and happened and all those things because they were using propaganda to push on the people that 
they were the minority. You're the minority. You're not thinking like what the majority is. But there was no majority. It was a fictitious narrative that was being pushed by the Germans. And, and, and me and Josh have talked about this a lot, of, a lot about, well, who really won that war? What did we really get out of World War II? Well, you know, we had the Japanese bombing Pearl Harbor, but then we have the problems with that. We had the problems with that story. And so what I'm saying is, is that you're going to believe them on this part where there's so many of these lefties out there that we just really have a huge fight against us. We're just trying so hard. But in reality, what if it is, is that they're just inflating the numbers to make you feel like you have a, 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 a hill you can't climb. You can't overcome all of these liberals that are out there. Imagine that. Imagine if really what we're fighting is a ghost. No wonder we can't really seem to move the needle. We can't really seem to, to get headway on certain topics. When we have rhinos, and we, we have rhinos all over our country. We have them in the city, the county, the state, and we have them in the federal government. We have all these rhinos out there. We know they're out there. But why are they rhinos? They're rhinos because they've been tainted, because they got something on them. They got a, they got a picture. They got a, a bank statement. They got a, a letter. They got an email. They got a photo. They got some, something, right? They got something to keep these guys under control. And so they have to do things out of character because they're being manipulated by the propaganda. And I, I used to think propaganda was this really loose term that people just used because they didn't agree with something. Well, that's propaganda. Well, I, guys, we, we know MKUltra is real. We know that Bush Sr. came out in 1965 and says, hey, the federal government is no longer doing, and that's not his voice, obviously, because he was a whiny little girl, but uh, Bush Sr. came out and said, we're not doing MKUltra anymore. He was a CIA director. He was one of the directors in CIA. He says, well, we're not doing that anymore. We, we canceled that program. But we actually know that that's actually false, and, and it's, the narrative doesn't fit anymore because time has passed where we have declassified MKUltra, where we see that they have been using that frequency, light, sound, color to manipulate your emotions, manipulate your mind. And, and there's a lot of information out there that shows that they're still doing this. The guy who actually created the propaganda, the, the father of this, his son started Netflix. He's the co-founder of Netflix. So remember, we all want to Netflix and chill. Do you see where all this stuff starts tying in together, where this misinformation? So when my question comes to you, I know I was talking about this other stuff about, you know, McCarthy and all this other stuff. But what I'm saying is, are we sure that there really is that many people out there that are liberal or left leaning in, in, in real time? I mean, I don't I'm not saying there isn't any. I didn't say that. But I'm just saying, is there really as many people out there that are willing to destroy their economy and the country they live on just to get their way? I don't know, guys. Well, you know, we got a commercial break coming up here at WYSL. Guys, stay tuned. We're going to talk about this more. We want to really find out what's really going on in the world around us. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit 
The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Beer, dear, beer, dear, dear. Hey guys, welcome back to WYSL. I'm Jim Price uh, in for the Dark Delight Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Josh is out today, so you just got me, and I'm going to ramble on a little bit about this because there's so many moving pieces. Now, I want to read this article to you a little bit that the alternatives. McCarthy says late on Wednesday that he was making progress. But it was not clear whether he would win over the holdouts or if their party would just have to search for an alternative. Now, now wait, let me that's only a sentence. There was that's only a sentence right there, and I've got questions already. It says he is making progress. Well, what does that mean? Are we greasing the wheels? Are we moving offices? Are we gonna get to a I want to get my office up closer to the front of the, the, the school building. I want to be in the cool kids' hallway. I, what, I want to move my locker next to my girlfriend. I mean, what are we talking about? What, is, what does he mean he's, he's making progress? Why does that, why does that sound like uh, we're getting screwed over on the deal, guys? Why, why does it sound like 360-odd million of us are getting ready to, uh, thank you, sir, may I have another? I mean... Are you with me on this? I mean, because he's making progress. So McCarthy, who can't win the vote, and everybody keeps saying they want to do something other than him, just anything. We'll just, why don't we get that uh, that chicken salad sandwich that uh, ran against Oz? Why don't we have that guy as Speaker of the House? I mean, obviously, it just doesn't mean anything. We just, you know, uh, McCarthy, you're it. <laughs> oh, wait, we'll put potato salad up there, chicken salad sandwich. Oh, yeah, you go up there. You can be the Speaker of the House. It's just your turn. Why don't we take turns every day? And everybody in the house gets to be speaker for the day. It's like a make-a-wish program. We're all just running around and high-fiving each other because, oh, oh, do you get to be speaker today? Oh, my gosh, Billy, you're so wonderful. You're just such a good boy. Would you just go be speaker today? You'd be a great – you're going to be great. Do your day. Is that what – I mean, 
that would make about as much sense as McCarthy is making progress. Now, so it goes on, possibly including number uh, number two House re- uh, Republican Steve Scalise. They're, they're saying he's an alternative. Oh, a rep- Representative Jim Jordan. Well, Jim Jordan is a far better leader than any of them. Now, I understand. Let me give you, I'm going to give you an out on Jim Jordan here. I, a lot of people like Jim Jordan, and I do. I think he's a pretty neat guy. Um, but we want him on the investigative committees. We want him in charge of those things. We want him doing what Nadler and Shift and all those tools were doing to us for the last eight years. I mean, literally, guys, we, or six, at least six years that I know of. I mean, guys, we, we've been railroaded by Shift going in and telling Twitter, I want that person taken off of Twitter because he says bad words. I mean, what a child. What a child. Would you employ anybody in your, in your privately owned business? Would you, would you employ anybody? Who acted like Shift? And the sad part of it is, guys, if Shift doesn't have a really clean record, he if you go look up Adam Shift in the Standard Hotel, it, it gets worse. But this guy is telling the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and Homeland Security and Twitter and Facebook and Etsy and Pinterest, I don't like this kind of language. Take it off of there. Now, if that was one of your employees, I mean, seriously, would you have him? I mean, would you have him running the drive-through? Would you have him running register? Would you have him working with customers? Would you want him as a salesman? But he's your representative, and you're paying him handsomely to be this this California representative. I mean, it comes out of your 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 pot of money. You're, it's your stuff. It's your country. So anyway, so if we get Jim Jordan in there and we get him at the helm and doing what actually should be true parliamentary procedure in the individual committees, and he does it exactly the way it's supposed to be done, and then we, we obey the rules. Very similar, very similar to the Brunson case that will be heard in the private chambers of the Supreme Court tomorrow. There's going to be nine justices with no aids, no recording devices, no nothing, no note-taking, and they're going to then determine what they're going to do. Now, they pulled that case into the Supreme Court away from the appeals court. The Brunson case that's going into tomorrow, into, into their private room, that was pulled in purposely by the Supreme Court. So I don't think they're going to purposely pull it in and then just kick it off. I think what's going to happen, and I'm, I, I mean, guys, if I was really good at this, I'd buy a lot of lottery tickets, and you probably wouldn't hear from me because I'd be on an island somewhere. But I'm going to try to look into my magic crystal ball and presume that they want to bring this in so they can create opinion about it. They probably already know what they want to do because they can see that there's actually a legal precedence here of law-breaking. It's very simple. It's very cut and dry. So anyway, so Jim Jordan, and that's and that, we could talk about that in the second half hour. We'll talk about more about the Brunson case. And there's, there's a lot of interesting things about that. You should be very excited about this. And the fact that these guys are doing it without a lawyer. They're doing it pro tem. They don't, they don't have any lawyers. These are not... Million-dollar lawyers walking in there. These were three brothers who read the Constitution, and they used it. Exactly like I've told you guys countless times already on the show since I've been on here. Read your Constitution. Understand your Constitution. It is a powerful, powerful document. Anyway, I, I, we want to do more of that later. So let's get back to this. So Jim Jordan goes in, and he's running, he's running these committees, right? He's, he's in charge of the investigation. What do you think is going to happen with... Nancy Pelosi's emails. What do you think is going to happen with her text messages and her videos and all of her ins and outs and the, her money and all this stuff? He gets to subpoena all that stuff. 
and he has the absolute authority. And by the way, remember the Supreme Court ruled that if you're an elected official, you have to turn over your uh, your tax returns. Um, <clears throat> what's that going to be like, Nancy? I mean, what what are you going to say there, Shift? What happens? Uh, what happens, Nadler? What what are you going to do when when we start finding out about what you've really been doing with your money and where things have really been going and how much money you really have made and why you can afford thirty dollar quarts of ice cream? I mean, I love ice cream, but I'm not paying thirty dollars a quart. Just letting you know right now. So anyway, we want Jim Jordan on that investigative committee. We want him on there, and we get that that's what he needs to be doing. And I understand why he keeps pulling himself back. But McCarthy really – and Scalise is only popular because he got shot. He's a rhino. He's not the guy we need. So there, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm in the same boat with you guys. I'm rowing, but I feel like we're rowing in circles. We all got to get something going in the right direction here, right? So maybe we need to look at a turnip. Now, here's the problem. Democrat Representative um, Roe Kahn, Kona or whatever it is, told Reuters he and others could support a moderate Republican who would agree to share subpoena power with the Democrats. Hmm, that sounds like fun. Why don't we give the tools that have been screwing us around for the last at least six years that I know of, let's give them some of the power that we should have to be able to set the record straight. Let's let them play too. No. You didn't let us play. You didn't let us do what we need to do. You didn't let us participate. So why are we going to let you now come in here? Because we're nice guys? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you just told us to go pound sand for the last six years. Uh, you guys want to come help us? That'd be great. You guys are awesome. You guys are so cool. You did this January 6th thing. You're so experienced. Can you please help us? What in the world are you talking about? So this is part of that making progress that McCarthy talks about in, the, in, in this article. So this is right here in front of your face. So House Democrat leader Kahim Jeffries told reporters that Republicans have not even reached out to him to discuss that option. Now, what? Wait, hold on. So what is McCarthy's thing? What is he borrowing from or giving to or screwing us out of to get the votes that he needs? This is actually what should happen every single time. We should not just have a unanimous vote. Okay, Bill, you get to be speaker. This is the problem. We should have exactly this discord and be evaluating what leadership should look like every single time we vote, and it should not just be a slam dunk. That, tell, that tells me there were some backdoor deals that you and I get to pay for. And we're going to pay for it in our freedoms. We're going to pay for it with our money. We're going to pay with, for it with the stress of being on the hamster wheel of debt that they have thrown us on. We had Kirk Elliott on the show yesterday. Dr. Kirk Elliott was telling us all this stuff about how they've over just overdone it. They've overshot the landing. They've really destroyed the economy in ways that it's going to be a miracle if we really, if we can soft land this, if we can figure out how to get into this and then get back out of it. In the 1970s, we had this going on. We got, we dropped off of the, now guys, we talk about being on the silver or on the gold standard in 1971. It was actually the silver standard. We'd already dropped off the gold standard. You know, we, we only had silver at that time. And, and then we went to the petrodollar in 1973 because we really tried to stay relevant on the world stage. So we went and did a backdoor deal with the Saudis. Hey, we'll, we'll protect you. We will help you. We'll put a base on your land if you trade all of your oil in U.S. currency. And now all of a sudden, we became relevant again. We dug out of it, and the 80s came along. Big bar hair. Remember yesterday? Big bar hair. God, I'm, I so miss it. And, I, and nobody, nobody has told me about where the hole in the ozone went. I, I don't know if it's on vacation. Somebody's got to fill this in for me. But anyway, so that's the whole thing. But 
think about how much I have just talked about in just two or three paragraphs of this article that really makes this whole election or this thing with McCarthy just stink. And it's not getting better with age. It's just not there. And so, okay, so we have, there's, so we'll go on to this. It says McCarthy supporters said that they are sticking by him. Well, that's great. You're loyal to a guy that I really don't have a lot of faith in. Guys, this is our country. Be mindful of that, right? Think about what's going on. I'm Jim Price, the Dark Delight, WYSL. We'll be back here in just a few minutes, guys. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to WYSL. I'm Jim Price on the Dark Delight Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, we do have some, you know, a lot of interesting things going on. I do have uh, a caller right now, Charles from Gates, New York. Uh, Charles, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing, Jim? Doing good, sir. Thank you so much for calling in. And, and uh, you, you had uh, something about the, 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 what I was talking about earlier with the bills? Yeah. Now, this is just my opinion, um, so it's it's not fact or anything, but I have a feeling the reason why Mr. Hamlin is alive today, um, because uh, the whole vaccine uh, cardiac arrest for a lot of these male athletes around the world have all been dropping dead. Um, I think I believe the reason why Mr. Hamlin is alive today is because NFL has been looking into it and trying to figure out ah. how to be able to prevent something like this to happen when it mm-hmm. does happen. Because I, I right. was watching the game. You know, they got to that right away. They didn't just kind of see what was happening. They went straight into, you know, the process they, they, of They went into the life. protocol, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's like they, they had that ready, you know, just waiting for something to happen. And even yeah, though they that's probably a good observation. come out to admit to it, but... Right. Well, and that's the problem is, is again, we have this void of information, so we have to speculate, right? We can't have transparency and honesty because there's CYA in the whole thing. And that's a sad, sad part of what we're seeing in our daily lives. I mean, from the NFL to the government, right? I mean, what can, can we just all, you know, can we just start telling each other the truth? I mean, wouldn't that be so much better for even this situation with the NFL? Absolutely. Like, even with that, uh, the game. I knew something serious was wrong because even though uh, the the news anchors they weren't talking about it, but you can see it on the players, you can see it on their faces, yeah. you can see the concern. Even though they weren't mm-hmm. telling us what was going on on the field, you can see you can you knew something was going on just because of the players right. and how concerned they were. Oh yeah, very good. So thank you so much for the call. I appreciate that. It's great input. So thank you so much, and uh, and don't hesitate to call in again. Thank you, sir. Yep, bye bye. Okay, guys, this is, I mean, this is again one of those obvious questions, but it's a great observation. I mean, Charles is spot on. I mean, we know that every, we have, we, we have doctors on our side who are working on detoxing, trying to save people right now. We are working on this. And, and we're not Pfizer. We're not J&J. We're not any of this. We have, I mean, we have people there. Dr. Thorpe was on my show and, and we had Dr., uh, Dr. Bartlett on my show yesterday. I mean, we're talking about how do we fix this? 
And you don't think the NFL, the 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 Lebriathan that they are, that they're you don't think that they're out there trying to find a way to make sure that all the players don't drop dead so their their charity organization doesn't fold. I mean, we got to think about it. So, and then it's just too many questions, right? Just too much void of information. Well, guys, we have a, a Joe, our, our our potato, Mr. Joe Biden. He says he's um he's indicated that he has fully decided to grasp the politically thorny issue of illegal immigration. Illegal immigration. He's he's gonna he's announcing he's announcing a speech on Thursday, followed by a visit to the troubled U.S. border with Mexico. I'm going to make a speech tomorrow on border security, he said to reporters on Wednesday. In addition to the address, Biden said earlier that for the first time since taking office two years ago, he will visit the border probably on the sidelines of already planned trip to Mexico. next. So he's he's already going that direction. He's just going to stop by and get a Slurpee and some, uh, you know, some Funyuns and see the see what see what Trump was doing down there, that whole wall thing. See what it's about, you know, go up there and knock on it. Maybe, you know, maybe get a photo op and he'll stand there. And I. (laughs) Oh, I just why do I feel so exhausted when I talk about this guy? He just doesn't he doesn't give you that feeling like, you know, you know, it's wrong. You know what you're like. This is not you don't wait two years. You don't wait two years, and the media has led him on and let him go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to get down there just like oh, Camilo. She was, uh, she talked about she'd already been down there, and that Joe had already been there. How come they didn't hold her feet to the fire on just the the, the outright like, outright lies that she was portraying? Uh, yeah, we we're we're killing it at the border. Yeah, we're we're just opening those doors wide open, guys. Uh, I, I, this whole thing with the border. It would be different if we did have some civil war, some strife, whatever, some major like outbreaks of whatever going on in Central America, South America. And I know the cartels doing horrible things. Like, and I'm not negating that. But my problem is, is that these people that are coming across the border aren't just from Mexico. They're not just from the, the neighboring countries just south of there. They're not from the Yucatan Peninsula. These are people coming from Iran. These are people coming from the, the Sudan. They're, they're coming from Africa. They're coming from China. And we're catching them. And we're releasing them after they break a federal law by not using the gate, the door, and using the right processes. We're letting federal people who have broken federal law just, oh, okay, well, you're here. Go on in. You're cool. Don't worry about it. You, you don't have a ticket to the concert, but just go find a seat. You're fine. Just go take someone else's seat. Just, it doesn't matter if they paid for their seat. They don't, it doesn't matter if they actually did the application process, walked through everything like they're supposed to. Just, just go take their seat because you just decided to break a federal law. Guys, I have seen reports and people out there saying, you got to stop calling them illegal aliens because that hurts their feelings and it makes them feel bad. And they're not illegal because humanity is not illegal. I don't know. Uh, we created the, this whole thing called America and we created borders and we created a government that was supposed to create a national security and immigration policy. It's in the constitution, the two functions of the government, and they are supposed to handle this fully. And we should know who we allow in and also out of our country. We, we, we are allowed that privilege because this is our country. 
And yet people are telling us that we can't call somebody who breaks a federal law walking into our government, walking into our country, walking right, just blatantly giving us the finger. And they're going, hey, uh, where's one of those EBT cards, the, the food stamp cards? And uh, do you got some cash for me? I, I, I just need a, an airplane ticket to wherever. I, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm 51 years old. I was, I was born in America, and I, nobody's ever given me a free plane ride anywhere. Nobody's given me EBT cards and cash just because I showed up somewhere. But we have, we have military-age men showing up, countless men crossing our border. These are not women and children with fathers that you know have left the strife of another country, which I understand, I, I get it, that they want a better life. These are military-age men. And if at any other situation on this globe, if this was happening in Afghanistan, we would be like, hey, you can't go to Afghanistan. You're not supposed to invade them. You can't do that. We would be over there with our boys setting up a border patrol, making sure that you know people weren't invading into Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever, Somalia. We would have just pick a border. I don't care. But in our own border... We're giving them cash and hotels and plane rides and food cards and all this other stuff, and they get to break federal laws and get that. Now, I don't know how many of you guys understand if you break a federal law, you and I, we get to go to, you know, there's a, there's a special little place for that. There's, you know, silver bracelets and, and guards and all that good stuff. These guys get to break a federal law, and they're treated like royalty. And I have military, I'm, I'm a disabled vet, and I have military friends of mine that we talk about this constantly, that we have people walking in from their country that we don't know, have never done anything productive for our country or have even served our country, and they're getting better benefits than any of us are. I mean, as a disabled vet, I don't even get enough to, to buy a tank of gas for my truck. This is what our government does to our veterans, and we're letting this stuff pour into our country. We're seeing military-age men walk into our country breaking federal laws, and he's just now, two years later, going to go down there and do a visit on his way to Mexico? I mean, that, how, how arrogant or how pompous or how just, how much do you really not matter? How much does your country not really matter to him? And he knows that these military-aged men are walking across the border in droves. This is a problem. Um, Chrissy Hutcherson's a friend of mine, and she's, she does a lot of human trafficking work, and she's been down the border doing a lot of great things. And the problem is, is that when you know, I'm hearing the stories that she talks about. I'm hearing other people. I'm talking to you know Sheriff Lamb in Arizona, these other people like this, and they're telling me about the 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 the, tra- the, 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 the tragedies that are happening at the border with women. These are not women walking in freely. These are sex slaves. These are people who are being trafficked. And we're not talking about of-age women. We're talking about underage women and women of age. They're being abused. And this potato-in-chief, He's just going to swing by the border two years later on his way down to Mexico? You know, maybe we should just talk about McCarthy. Maybe that's what – maybe McCarthy is a better topic. I, 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 just, he, I just cannot believe that we're, we're in this situation. We should be better than this. And here we are. We're still talking about it. Year after year after year of this guy. Let me know when you guys are tired. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm I'm just tired of talking about him. He just bores me. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. WYSL Jim Price, Dr. Light. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. Come right on down front. I got something I want to show you. Now, y'all heard of the popcorn. Y'all heard of the dog. And you heard about all of them other dancers. But now that's a brand new.
show you exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the funky chicken. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. You know I like my chicken fry. Go beer on Friday night. <laughs> a pair of jeans, a picture. Uh, I'm Jim Price and the Dark Delight Show. Guys, appreciate you guys all being here. Um, there's a story behind the chicken fry song, so <laughs> it's between me and the producer right now, but maybe I'll tell you guys sometime. Uh, I do have a caller. Uh, Keith from Rochester's calling in. Uh, Keith, are you there? Yes, sir. Um, I listened to you and Mr. Reed talk and comment. I'll start off by saying during Vietnam, the protesters were out on the street marching and even uh, mixing it up with authorities, whatever we think of them and their uh, positions uh, to the left, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, you just uh, ID'd yourself as a um, wounded uh, veteran. Uh, wh where are your groups, uh, including the police who are at odds, uh, who've been put against by these horrible liberal policies? Why are uh, people vested interest groups disabled veterans, all of you, why are you not together, united like the Vietnam protesters, out on the streets making yourselves known? Every, every American today is quiet. Some will say, oh, well, why are you Keith out there, too? And I'll plead guilty. Uh, so that's my question. The American people are not paying attention. I'm sorry for the um, mm -hmm. injured football player mm -hmm. from Monday night, but people pay more attention to 
sports events. And as you said, many Americans today are hooked on their government checks. The Democrats have them believing that if the government is shut down, uh, they won't get their uh, blessed Social Security checks and all that. But the vast majority of the government would keep on and people would still be on the government teeth, no problem. So to bring this full circle, why aren't you disabled veterans and everyone else, me included, why are we not united out there protesting uh, the way they did in the 60s? What has happened uh, to uh, uh, body mass index heavy obese Americans uh, that everyone is not out there and our cries and protestations not being known? Uh, That's the difference between now and generations of previous Americans. We we keep quiet. We're sheep, and uh, I really want to know why the American yeah. people are not more involved. That, that, that's the answer right there. Uh, we're being spat yeah. into oblivion, and no one cares, and no one's making their voice heard. Well, and, and you're exactly right. I mean, you you really you encompassed it. It's it's we have become fat and lethargic. We've we've become we got on that that hamster wheel of debt where we can't we can't even take off work for a day to go protest. We can't take off the week to go and rally because. We're we're on this, and they did this purposely. They they crushed us with our devaluation of our currency. They fed us the bunch of crap and potato chips and all the other stuff that we've bothered to put in our own bodies. We have to start living life with purpose, right? We got to get away from this, break away from that model. Hey, I wasn't six years ago. I was better living through chemistry. I wasn't this guy who was. I knew politics. I understood the Constitution, but I wasn't involved. And I started the radio six. I started my radio show six years ago. Because I saw there was a problem because I was like, someone has got to say something. And you're exactly right. We do look to these shiny stars, these shiny objects in our life, like football players and baseball players and all this other. And like, oh, wow, I hope his hangnail hurry, hurries up and heals. We need him for the playoffs. Oh, oh, look, he's got a he's got a cut above his eye. Oh, what will we ever do? We're panicking about somebody we'll never meet and, and it doesn't even affect our lives. And yet we are being spent into Bolivia, like you said. We're, we're, we're losing our freedoms. We're losing our liberties. We're losing our, our, our livelihood. And, and the thing is, is until it hurts, this is human nature. Until it hurts, people will not redirect their lives. There has to be that step change in their life where the electricity doesn't come on anymore. Not that they didn't pay the bill, but it's just not there. The water is not there. The food is not there. Because the problem is, is even though things seem a little stark on the shelves at walmart because you guys keep going back to the same box store and then complaining about walmart being too big well quit going to walmart but you go there but there's still just enough food to keep you happy just enough electricity just enough water just enough peace so you don't get upset and you don't hit the streets the 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 great part of it was is we did have active people that were just coming back from vietnam who saw their fellow man in the blood and the mud and dying right in front of them that came back and said you know what we're not going to you're not just going to just walk away from us we will be heard and the thing is that's because there was pain and that caused action as americans we got a soft life we got we got easy gas we got electricity we got cars we got tires we got food and that is how they built that in so that we don't want to push back. We're too happy. We're too fat. And, and that's, that's the sad part of it. And that's why I keep trying to motivate you guys. So, uh, Keith, I appreciate your candor. I really do, sir. That is really a great point. I think you almost answered your own question and how you phrased it, and it was great. Thank you for calling in. And, uh, hey, I understand the bills thing. So thank you for calling in. Oh, all right. So he didn't say goodbye. So, all right. It's okay, Keith. <laughs> it's like, don't say goodbye to me, Keith. Come on, man. I thought we were buddies. 
No, I'm just giving a hard time. But Keith is exactly right. I mean, his observation is like, hey, Jim, what are you doing? Well, guys, I, I literally, and let me give you a little testimony, I guess. I need to give you a little bit of the pulpit speech here. I got to speak to the choir and tell you guys, listen, I, I had my life destroyed because I bothered to run for office and I, and I, I had a voice. And my voice became my tool, my instrument. And so I started going and doing things. So six years ago, my life gets destroyed. But yet last month, I was in Branson on stage with General Flynn. And we were at a, we were at a, at a Clay Clark event, the Thrive Time, the, the Reawakening Tour. We were there. And I was on stage with General Flynn. So I go from a guy who gets his life destroyed by the establishment and, and ran through the meat grinder to I started talking and saying, hey, this is what we got to do. This is where we got to be. And to where I've been able to meet and have great people on my show and, and meet them in person and talk to them and, and influence a lot of things out there. And I've had I've put my name on the line. I've burned my boats a long time ago. Guys, I have said a lot of things on the air. There's a lot. Of, I have 800 hours of me saying a lot of things. And maybe you agree with them and maybe you don't. But I have literally said, hey, this is where I'm at. And we've got to start being honest with ourselves. So I've, I've got 800 hours of archived material out there in the world. And that means that I have literally said some things I'm sure that, ah, yeah, making friends, not making friends. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's some things I may have done. But I have burned my boats a long time ago. And, and guys, unless you're willing to risk something, you're never going to gain anything. You know, we can all be keyboard warriors. Oh, I don't like you. Pink. <laughs> I told him, what does that do? That's nothing. But like me and Josh were talking about last week, you know, talk to your neighbor, the guy you haven't talked to in five years. You haven't talked to him in three years because of, you know, Mexican beer flu is going to kill us all. We can't go. Maybe go get some Mexican beer flu. Go buy some Coronas and take it over your neighbor and have a real Mexican beer flu. You know, wake up the next day if not feeling the best. That's how we make this happen. That's the difference. And we can do it one at a time with each other, but it has to happen now. Guys, it should have happened 20 years ago, to be honest with you. There's a lot of things that we have just let go because we thought we had put the right people into leadership positions and they lied to us. And we were not minding the store. We were not good stewards to our representatives. You know, they are our public servants. And as a servant, they should be coming to us and requesting, requesting our permission to do anything but they don't. Just like in the article I read earlier, McCarthy's, you know, he's working on a deal. He's working it out. That right there tells me that he is not my public servant. He's not doing as I want him to do. He's doing what he needs to do for himself. And that is really where this all comes apart. So yes, if we get active and we get involved and we get out there and we hold them accountable, we can move that needle, but we have to do it together. If I go up to the Capitol building today and start yelling at it, nobody's going to listen to me. But what did they, they got a little freaked out about January 6th, didn't they? There was a million people there. I was, I stood in front of the obelisk there while Trump spoke. I was there. I was on the backside of the Capitol building. I wasn't near any of that other stuff. I was on the, I, you know, I was on the other side. I have the pictures, but guys, there was a million people there and it did. It scared them. A million people bothered to show up to listen to a Trump speech. That right there, guys, should have been our defining moment. And that's where the Mr. Q-tip Mr. Michael Pence failed us. And that's why the Brunson case tomorrow is such a big thing. And I didn't get to talk about that much today. And I was really wanting to go into that about how amazing it is. It's just literally saying, here is the federal law that you broke and you should be held accountable for your actions. 
holding your representatives accountable for what they do, and that's part of the Constitution. See how that circles back around the Constitution, our Constitution, Constitution. Guys, thank you so much for guys are tuning in today here at WYSL Dark Delight. Thank, this has been a great day. Thank you so much for bringing me into your, your house, your business, your car, your ears. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.